So last week was uh, really a, an awesome Easter. It was our second Easter here in the building. We had about 1,200 people come um, to the three services. And during the service, there was an opportunity for people to hear the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, and respond to that message by standing up and professing that I want to receive Christ as my Lord and Savior. And we had uh, over 200 people stand at all three services, which was just amazing the new life, uh, the salvation that we saw in that moment together. Um, so this week, the staff, we were talking about it, and we thought, you know, what do we do to, res to respond to that? And we thought um, there would be no better way to respond to what we saw God do on Easter Sunday than to do a baptism service today. Um, because one of the things that we've done in kind of the modern day church is we've separated like two moments, well really one moment into two moments. And that one moment of like giving your life to Christ, deciding to respond to the gospel and receiving Christ as your Lord and Savior and being baptized have become two different moments for a lot of Christians. We'll hear the gospel, we'll hear the good news, we'll recognize the sin in our life and that Jesus has saved us from our sin and we can be saved, redeemed, healed. Um, and we, we repent, which is to turn from our sin and turn to Jesus. And we have that moment. And that's a beautiful, powerful moment in a person's, person's life. But then what we've done is we've sort of said, and, and now at some point you should be baptized. When it's good for you or convenient for you or it, or it feels right for you to be baptized. And what's interesting is that that's like nowhere in the Bible. Um, when people heard the gospel and responded to the gospel and repented, they were baptized right then and there. Um, there's this moment in, in, in the early church where Jesus has come, died, resurrected, ascended to heaven, and the disciples, uh, the day of Pentecost comes and the Holy Spirit falls down, and there's this large group of people gathered, and Peter gives this, this message, and he really preaches the gospel of Jesus Christ, saying, here's who Jesus is. He's the Son of God. He's the Messiah and Savior. And... He preaches sin. He's like, he said, you, there was people in this crowd who just months earlier were yelling, crucify him, crucify him. And he says, you guys sinned. You guys missed out. You didn't recognize the Messiah and you murdered him. You have killed an innocent man. And the text says that the people were moved in their hearts. And they say, they ask, what are we to do? Listen to this. This is in Acts chapter 2, verses, um, starting in verse 36. He goes, this is Peter. He goes, therefore, let all Israel be assured of this. God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Messiah. When the people heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the other apostles, brothers, what shall we do? The spirit moved in these people's lives to recognize their sin, at the same time recognize what Jesus had done, and they go, 
how do we respond? Peter replied, repent and be baptized. Every one of you. In the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. It goes on later to say that 3,000 people repented and were baptized in that moment. Where do you see Peter say, ask Jesus into your heart, and then go about your day? And when it's good for you, or it feels good for you, then you should be baptized. Like, I don't, why do we do it this way? I don't know. At some point, we started to separate the two. He says, repent and be baptized. Now. It's, it's not repent, maybe be baptized. It is repent and be baptized. What did Jesus tell us to do? What is the Great Commission? Go, go out in all of the nations. Preach the gospel of Jesus Christ, making disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Baptism is not an optional sort of thing that God is calling us to maybe do. It is repent and be baptized. It is make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So let me talk a little bit about the theology of baptism for you. What is it? Why do we do it? Why do we practice it the way that we practice it? I'll tell you what baptism is not in our, in our understanding of it, in our theology around it. It is not a method that saves. We do not believe that baptism moves you from hell to heaven. It is not the function that saves you. Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone is the one who saves. So your baptism does not save you. Your profession of faith in Jesus Christ, your receiving of the gospel, Jesus Christ is who saves and Jesus Christ who saves alone is who, is who saves. Um, our tradition, we do not baptize babies in our tradition. Other Christian traditions do. Um, we dedicate babies, and then we practice believer's baptism, that when a person is, is old enough to recognize their sin, they recognize Jesus as Messiah and the Son of God, and repents and turns and receives Christ as their Savior, we then baptize them. Bapti the word baptize, baptismo in the Greek, means to immerse. It means, and that's why we, we practice full immersion. Um, because the, symbolically what we're, what, we're, what we're saying is as we lower a person into the water, that represents the death of Jesus Christ. As they are fully submerged, that represents the burial of Christ. And as they come up out of the water, it represents the resurrection of Christ. So when we baptize, people are publicly professing their repentance and their receiving of Jesus, their repentance of their sin and receiving Jesus Christ as their Lord and, Messi and Messiah. It is a public profession of something that has already happened. That is that they've received Christ into their life. And it's public because 
we dedicate children publicly. We get up and we marry our spouses. We do it publicly. There's something about publicly standing and making a covenant, making a promise to people we love that's powerful. And baptism is that. It's a public profession. It's like, I don't care what anybody thinks. I want everyone to know. I want Jesus to see me. I want the hev- all the heavenly hosts, the unseen world, to see that I am following Jesus. I want my church, I want my family, I want my friends, for them to see that I have chosen to follow Jesus. That is what baptism is professing. And, you know, there's all sorts of hurdles that, like, that can get in the way of this. And we get it. Like, it's scary. you got to come up on stage. A lot of the times we're asking people to talk in front of people and give their, t- their testimony. And so people don't because they're scared. They're afraid. And I, 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 I get it. But as we were talking about this last week, the staff, I was like, you know, there's nowhere in the Bible that says you got to give up and give your testimony before a baptism. People just did it. So this morning we're eliminating that. You don't have to talk. Because your public profession, it will be the act of you getting in this tub and being baptized. That is your public profession. It's not the words you say. So the invitation is to each and every one of you. And there's really four different groups of people that um, I'd like to, to talk to you. The first is this. There's some of you who have never received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And this morning is an opportunity for you to respond to the invitation that Jesus is calling you by name. And there is good news for your life. No matter how broken your story is, no matter how broken you may think you are, no matter what you've done, no matter how evil you've been, Jesus loves you and he's calling you by name. The gospel is good news because this is what it is. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. We all are sinners. And yet Christ died for us. The penalty of our sin deserves death. And Jesus loved us so much that he came and he died in our place to pay the penalty of our sin. You and I were guilty, but Jesus came. And when we should have been executed for for our guilt and faced the capital punishment of our sin... Jesus stepped in and died that death. And you don't do anything to, des- to, to, to get that. He does it. That's why it's called grace. It's a gift. And the invitation is for you to repent. That means to literally to turn. It's to turn from doing things yourself, trying to fix yourself, trying to be a good person, or turn just from the evil in your life and the sin in your life, and to turn to Jesus and go, I want to follow you. I want to receive what I don't deserve, yet you, have, you are offering me because you love me. And some of you have maybe never received that. And this morning, I want you to know that he's calling you by name. He died for you. He's alive. And he has, he has defeated your sin. And there is a, a new identity awaiting you. And salvation, the forgiveness of sins, and healing. If you turn to him and let him be the Lord and Savior of your life. And you get baptized as part of that. And so today you're invited to do just that. The second is a group of people that stood last week. You stood last week, you heard 
the gospel, you sensed the spirit of God working in your life, and you stood amazing, beautiful, powerful. What is your next step? This is your next step. That is be baptized. Get baptized. So if you stood last week, this is your next step to get baptized. The third group of people is, and this is quite a few people. I have a conversation uh, with these people a lot. That is, I grew up in a different faith tradition, but Christian faith tradition, but I was baptized as a baby. And, you know, like, do I have to be baptized as an adult? Like, if I decided to, does that replace my baptism? Um, I have a lot of people that go, I don't, you know, it's like, it's, there's like shame around it replacing a baptism or like worried about what their parents might think and hurting their family or their parents. And, and here's what I would, here's what I want to say to you, you, you folks. Um, you do not have to be baptized as an adult. Um, but if you choose, and this is what I would invite you to do, is to ask the Spirit of God to work in your heart and go, do you want me to, to profess as an adult? And let's say you do. You are not replacing your, 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 your infant baptism. You are um, affirming what your parents chose for you and deeply desired for you when they had you baptized as an infant. That is that you would follow Jesus. And I would say this, if, if, whatever, if, if the, the thought of like replacement or hurting your parents or that sort of thing, I just say, you've got to let that go. Everything needs to die in our life to follow Jesus. Jesus, when we, when, we, when we respond to him and make him the Lord of our life, we go, you are my first, you are my priority. And I, I, I am willing to stand up and do this and trust that God's going to take care of my parents or what they might think or what others might think. The last group of people I want to talk to is Christians, people who have, follow, who have chosen to follow Jesus but are not baptized. And I would just say this. Um, you're an interesting group of people to me. I don't quite understand what's going on. Um, because you are called to be baptized. Jesus was baptized. We walk the same, we try to walk and become like Jesus and be obedient to Jesus. He called, the Great Commission is a calling for us to baptize. In Acts, we see over and over and over again, repent and be baptized. People just turning their life to Jesus and being baptized, all like as one movement toward God. And if you've asked Jesus into your heart, but you haven't been baptized, help me understand why not. Show me in the Bible where that sort of makes sense. It comes down to obedience. We, 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 we stand up publicly and we get into the tub because we want to be obedient to what God has called us to do. And if you're a professing Christian and you're, not, you're refusing to be baptized, 
There's no easy way to put it other than to say you are being disobedient to what God's commanded you. And I don't mean to say that to shame you or, you know, but it's, it's the truth. And I want you, just like God wants you to walk in obedience. And so this morning, we are, we are eliminating as many hurdles that get in the way as possible. Some of you maybe came prepared to be baptized. Great. Ma- many of you maybe didn't. But here's the thing. You have no excuse because we ordered a ton of shirts and shorts of all different sizes. Okay? We have massive amounts of towels. You do not have to share your testimony. You're going to get in and, and I'm going to ask you a few questions. And so here's how it's going to work. In just a minute, I'm going to invite you to stand And I'm going to invite you to respond. And you might fall into one of those four. But man, if the Spirit's tugging on your heart, I would say do not, do not reject the Spirit in this moment. And if you want to be baptized, what we're going to do is you're going to go out these doors and you're going to go to the room that's right next to the bathroom. We call it the green room. And in there are signs with every size shirt and pant, like shorts that you may need. You're going to pick one out that you fit in. You're going to use the bathrooms. You're going to change. You're going to go back into the green room. You're going to make your way back up here. You're going you're to put on a name tag. Amy and Brody are going to be back here. They'll help you. And then we're going to be singing as a church. And as we sing, people are one by one going to come into the tub. You're going to come into the tub. I'm going to ask you a couple questions about Jesus that you're going to answer yes to. I'm going to pray for you. And then I'm going to baptize you. You're going to get up. There's a towel right here. You'll go out. You'll change. And I will pray that you will experience the Spirit in such a beautiful way that maybe you never have before. That's how it's going to work. And I would just say this. Crucifixion was public. The Romans did it to publicly humiliate and shame a person. And Jesus did that publicly. He took that shame and he publicly suffered. And he did that for you. He did it for me. So any of the excuses we make, like I got to go in front of people, I got to go on the stage. What are people going to think about me? Guys, it doesn't come close what he did. Can we not just push past that and just say, nope. I I go and I stand and I get baptized for him and him alone. And I'm not going to worry about what other people think. I'm not going to worry about what my parents might think. Like, I am responding to God in obedience. He will bless you for that. When we put Jesus first, man, he blesses us. He moves in us. Put Jesus first this morning. I want to invite you to stand now, and as you do that, I want to invite Brent Bills to the stage. I want everyone to um, to see Brent. He's one of our overseers here in the church. And if you have um, questions or you're maybe struggling, like I think I want to do this, but you need someone to talk to, or, or maybe you need someone to pray for you just to have the courage to, to move forward, he's going to be in that green room area available for you so that you can ask away, 
questions you may have. If you need prayer, he will pray for you. But I want you to know and see him because he's, he's available. With that, um, I'm going to pray and I'm going to invite you to go. Go. If the Spirit's tugging in your heart, just go. Lord Jesus, um, I pray against shame and condemnation. I pray that people would respond with pure motives and hearts that are being stirred by you, Holy Spirit. And Holy Spirit, would you move now? Completely wipe away the fear, the shame, the worry of what other people might think, the anxieties, the, any hurdles in the way of us responding to you publicly now, Jesus. In Jesus' name, be gone. And would your spirit now bless and move. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So let's respond and worship. Oh, one last thing. We're going to stand, but if you need to sit at any time during the next half an hour, sit, stand, do whatever you need to do for yourself, okay? Let's worship. Okay.